Hello again, and thank you for clicking on the Sean B. Show. Our podcast today is a little strange. Two reasons. One, I'm freaking tired. Two, I'm freaking not prepared. Thanksgiving, the holiday weekend, man, it got to me. And listen, I went through a bunch of stuff today, okay? We talked about a lot of cool things, but the reality is this was a little rough. But there's still some good information in here, and thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy it. And I am in the Edge Construction Studio. It is November 27th, 2022. Edge Construction, Masters of Construction, Site Work. See? Everything's bad. Listen, if you have any construction-related issues, any questions at all, need some dirt work done, some site development done, my man Brian will take care of you. Tell him the Sean B. Show sent you. 343-3035-812, 343-3035. 343-3035, let me shut up. You're listening to The Sean B. Show on Second String Media. What up, everybody? Welcome to The Sean B. Show. It is Sean B. all by myself in the studio today. What a weekend, man. What's happened? Of course, I didn't do anything on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. Had a lot going on family-wise, things like that. So no podcast on last Thursday. But, uh, you know, I hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving. I know for a fact I did. Lots of time with family, my wife's family, my family. It was a great day. Uh, It was a great day. And uh, that's what the holidays are for. Family and just having a great day. And that's what we did. However, since last we spoke, which would have been last Tuesday... A lot happened, all right? Just a lot happened, and I'm already in the comments. Uh, Let's see here. Can we take a short minute to talk about Michigan football? Hell, yeah, we can take a short minute to talk about Michigan football. Big win over Ohio State, all right? Massive win over Ohio State. Everybody in the world betting against the Wolverines, and now they are headed to Indianapolis to play Purdue in the Big Ten title game Saturday, December 3rd, all right? You win that game, which Michigan will, I'm assuming, be relatively heavily favored. You win that ball game. You're definitely in the college football playoff. Got your shot. Look, I look as much as I think other teams are really good, I think Texas Christian is really good. I think Michigan is really good. I thought, I still think Ohio State is really good. But it almost feels like Georgia is the new Alabama. And I don't mean to to go too far ahead of myself because I know a lot of Michigan fans just want to continue to revel in the fact that yesterday was massive. Okay? Harbaugh beats Ohio State back-to-back years. The last time they did that, Tom Brady was a rookie. Sorry, this was the last time they won at Ohio State. Tom Brady was a rookie in the NFL. Okay? Uh, Serena Williams was a 19-year-old pro with one Grand Slam title. Okay? This is all things that happened the last time Michigan won at Ohio State. What's up, Carl? Hello from Madison. How you doing? So, massive day for the Wolverines yesterday. Okay? It was a huge win. It was a great game. They played amazing. Um, Kind of a slow start, but uh, second half owned by the Wolverines, man. What a great day. Congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines headed to the Big Ten title game. As much as I hate to say this, uh, the Purdue Boilermakers, everybody knows, I'm a 
I'm an IU guy, massive IU guy. But you got to give credit to where credit's due. The Purdue Boilermakers headed to uh, Lucas Oil to play Michigan for a Big Ten title game in a game that a lot of people think Purdue has a chance to win. I do not. Okay? I don't even know. I'm going to check this real quick because I did not look at this. I don't know if they've opened up an early betting line. Caesar's trying to tell me it can't verify my location. That's okay. Nobody cares. NCAA football. Let's see. We do not. We do not have, from what I can tell, an early betting line. Oh, wait. Here we go. Yes, Michigan opens on Caesar Sportsbook, which is the only app you should be betting on. I have to say that. At minus 15 and a half. So Michigan, 15 and a half point favorites against the Purdue Boilermakers. And a lot of people would say that's a big number. In college football, it's not that big a number. Um, it is a sizable number. If you have a lot of strong belief in the Purdue Boilermakers, you can bet that plus 15 and a half and feel pretty good about getting that. I have a feeling that line will shrink a little bit before next Saturday. But at uh, any, any rate, Michigan-Purdue in the Big Ten title game, probably not one that a lot of people saw coming. But uh, there it is. There it is. We're going to look at Big Ten. Of course, Michigan finishes undefeated, 9-0, 12-0 on the year. Uh, but the Big Ten West, man, Purdue, Illinois, Iowa, it was Purdue won the Big Ten West with a six and three conference record, eight and four overall. They've won their last three to get there. And I hate to say this, but uh, big dub over the Hoosiers in a game that I thought Indiana at halftime Indiana led. It was seven to three, which is kind of where Indiana needed to keep that game if they were going to be competitive. They needed to keep that game with the score down if they were going to be competitive. But, uh, of course, Purdue blows it wide open. They took advantage. I feel like, and I watched the Oaken Bucket game yesterday, I feel like Indiana's offense had the upper hand in the second half. They just couldn't put any fucking points on the board. I mean, they led 7-3 to three at the half. They lose 30-10. to 10. Bad day. Just a really, really bad day. But, uh, anyway... Purdue, Michigan, Big Ten title game. Going to be a good one next weekend. Lucas Oil Stadium should be rocking. Speaking of Lucas Oil Stadium, tomorrow night, the Monday night football game, ESPN's Monday night football matchup, Colts-Steelers. Colts actually a favorite in this game. A lot of people ask me over the weekend my opinion on the Colts, my true opinion on the Colts. I was asked this yesterday. What's your true opinion on the Indianapolis Colts? And I am the, I'm the positive, I'm the maintain the positive type, right? Like I, last week I created the blueprint. Like here's how the Colts actually get a wild card spot in the, in the, in these playoffs. And then I get asked, why do you want the Colts to make the playoffs? They'll just get dominated because I want the Colts to make the playoffs. That's the kind of fan I am. I, I don't want to tank. I don't want to, I want to continue to win. And I realize the detriment that could put on the, fr- the future of the franchise but at the same time, you're not getting into the top five. The Colts are not going to get into the top five. <clears throat> no matter how bad they try to do, 
Saturday's not going to tank. This team's good enough to win two or three more games, and they're going to do that. They're favored this weekend against the Steelers on Monday night. They're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, again, I, the Colts <laughs> giving any points up giving any points away with the Colts is, 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 is hard to do because we've seen the offense. All right. We've all watched it all year. And I don't know how many of us expect this huge turnaround to happen, you know, from the last drive of the Eagles game, which was atrocious. That word didn't even start with E, but it was atrocious. Here's the deal. That last drive where they tried to, Take the kick. They just got scored on. Jalen Hurts, part of the fucking C's. They got scored on. And they take a kickoff. You're trying to get a field goal. That last drive was literally symbolic of everything wrong with the Colts. The only thing they didn't do on that last drive that would have really put the icing on the cake was turn the ball over. It's the only thing they didn't do that would have literally described the entire season. Tackles murdered on that drive. Matt Ryan running for his life on that drive. All you got to do, all you got to do, is go down and get a field goal. And it just it, more on the Colts later. Look, I got to talk about the World Cup because I've never been more stressed out by a soccer team in my life. Okay, never in my life have I been more stressed out by a soccer team than I have been this U.S. Men's National Team. Here's the deal. Group B standings. England leads still with four points. Iran getting the win over Wales. They have three points. The United States with two draws down with two points. Wales down the bottom with one point. You look at scenarios now where it's like, okay, well, how do you move on? The top two teams in each group advance. I believe Wales is eliminated. If I'm not mistaken. They play England. Even if they win, it'd be four points. For Iran to lose. Yeah, Wales is eliminated. The United States cannot play to a draw. They have to win. Here's the thing if you beat Iran, you're in. They're in if they beat Iran. Five points. They win the group if somehow Wales can beat England. But if if the U.S. beats Iran, they move on to the round of 16. If the U.S. loses to Iran or draws to Iran, they're done. It is literally a win-or-go-home scenario in soccer. And like I said, the U.S. is the only team that have played the two draws. It's, it's what Americans hate about soccer, right? We talked about this the other day. I sat around a bar and listened to a bunch of grumpy men just a, this is why I can't stand soccer. Zero, zero. We've been watching this for two hours at zero, zero. I get it. <laughs> okay, I get it. I like soccer. I enjoy like the excitement in the game that doesn't relate to points. Uh, but I still call it a game, and I still call it soccer. And I still call it a field. But it was a great game with the USA and England. I hate that the U.S. had 10 shots on goal and couldn't put anything through. They had seven or eight corner kicks and couldn't do anything with that. It's it was tough to watch, but it's a rare it's a real simple scenario. The U.S. draws with Iran, plays Iran to a draw. They are eliminated. If they beat Iran, they're in. 
If they lose to Iran, obviously they're done. But it's literally a win-or-go-home scenario for the United States. They play Iran Tuesday at 2 o'clock Eastern. Going to be a really good time. I'm probably going to bet on it again. Just betting on soccer. <laughs> betting on soccer. I love the questions. Everybody says, well, what happens if they draw? What happens to your bet if they draw? I'm like, my bet loses because I bet the win. I don't know if you guys know this. If you ever bet soccer, the, the, the main betting platform, you can bet the you know either side to win or you can bet the draw. Only one of those three will win. Okay, if they draw, there's no push, there's no nothing. You can handicap bet in soccer. It doesn't do much. Like it's a half a goal handicap usually. Sometimes a goal and a half in a lopsided match. But it just eliminates the draw is all that does. Also pays less, just in case you were wondering. Uh, the host country cutter, the only team to have lost both matches they've played. That's a that's a sad, weird scenario, but I am glad to see that the World Cup is moving along nicely. I don't know what it's like over there, but people seem to be enjoying it. The fan participation seems to be great with every every team except for uh, the host team, Cutter. Um, they just don't seem like they're into it. It's sad to see, but we uh, talked about the bet that this man had made a couple of weeks ago, and I'll look and. See if I still have that to pull up. Yeah, we talked about this bet that I received in a group text. Um, and I, I just wonder, I don't know what this person's done. I don't know what his situation is. I don't know anything about it. I don't even know who that random girl is in the picture. Might be the person that made the bet. I don't know. But uh, this bet hits if France wins the World Cup. And ironically, whoops, <laughs> ironically, I'm trying to, yeah. Okay. Ironically, France is the only squad to have played the two wins so far. Now, of course, you've got Group G and Group H that have not played yet. Their second match yet. I believe G plays today. I believe that. Either way, either way, G and H haven't played their second match yet. We'll be back to Group B on Tuesday. United States, Iran, two o'clock Eastern. Literally a winner go home scenario for the U.S. Stress, man. The stress of watching soccer is what it is. Indiana men's basketball gonna have a big test coming. Okay, but the 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 big test. And this actually, maybe it doesn't take away all the excitement from the game. It's still a huge game. But North Carolina will not go into this game Wednesday night ranked number one. No. They lost to Iowa State, an unranked Iowa State team, on Friday. So UNC has another game today. See, UNC plays uh, Alabama today, number 18th ranked Alabama today. So... Might be a two-loss Tar Heel team coming into Assembly Hall on Wednesday night, but nonetheless, Indiana-North Carolina Big Ten ACC Challenge. It goes down Wednesday, November 30th at 9.15 p.m. at Assembly Hall in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana. And look, the IU the IU basketball team, 6-0. and Not a whole lot of tests. They, they, they do have a win against Xavier. 
But uh, pretty weak schedule up to this point. UNC, the big test. And, of course, Saturday they've got Rutgers. Next Wednesday, Nebraska to start Big Ten play. Then Arizona, Kansas. The schedule gets tougher is the point I'm making. The schedule gets tougher. But uh, we're going to find out who this Indiana team is. So far, Trace Jackson Davis looks like a man amongst boys. It's ridiculous, actually, to watch Trace play basketball and watch him do what he's doing against all these guys they've played against so far. So we'll see if that continues. TJD and the Indiana Hoosiers Wednesday night, November 30th, 9, 15 p.m., Big Ten ACC Challenge against the number one ranked for now, University of North Carolina Tar Heels. Lots of fun to be had. What about the Pacers? What about the NBA team from Indiana? Huh? Starting that seven-game road trip today at 4 o'clock Eastern. That's a 1 o'clock game, like 1 o'clock Sunday in L.A. Sounds like fun. Pacers Clippers tonight, Staples Center in Los Angeles, California. Goes down at 4 o'clock Eastern. That starts a seven-game road trip in which the Pacers will stay in L.A. tomorrow and play the Lakers, then Sacramento on Wednesday, Utah on Friday, then Sunday in Portland, Monday in Golden State, next Monday in Golden State, and then, of course, Finishing that road trip off with Minnesota, seven-game road trip out west. Always tough to do, but the Pacers are looking good, man. Looking good. Holding down that four seed with an 11-7 record. Three and a half games out of first place in the Eastern Conference. So, what a time to be alive. All right, the Pacers over under to start the season was 23 and a half on their win total. They've won 11 so far. We're 18 games in. Pacers playing really good basketball. They're 7-4 at home. Only 4-3 and three on the road. So we're going to see what this seven-game road trip does to them. A lot of youth on that team. Hopefully they get this travel shit figured out. Go out west and, uh, you know, you'd like to see them win. Well, let me see who we got here. You know, we got the Lakers. We got the Warriors. Minnesota. Utah. Utah who slid. They were first place in the Western Conference for a long time, and now they're two and a half games back. That's a slide. The Clippers, the Kings, the Blazers. All right, so you're not playing anybody in the top four in the West. The best team, or at least the best record team you're playing out there on this trip is the Trailblazers. Sacramento, a surprising 10-8. and eight. For whatever reason, that team is always awful. Trailblazers, clean, Kings, Clippers, Jazz, Timberwolves, Warriors – all right there in the thick of that Western Conference race. Then, of course, the Lakers down there at 7-11. Still going to be a tough road trip. The Western Conference is just different. Traveling out West is just different. We'd like to see, I don't know, out of seven. You, you, you win four of those games, you got to think you're coming home happy. Five, you're really happy. You know, you go out there and go 6-1 and one or 7-0, and oh, you're ecstatic. Now you're talking about the Pacers for, you know, and, and we're talking about a championship run at that point. But uh, West Coast road trips, always tough to do. Indiana Pacers heading out there tonight. They're probably already there. Four o'clock today. That'll be on Bally, which I can watch at home, but I won't be watching at home. Do you know why? Because it's Sunday, and I don't care how many games they played. Okay, I don't care what has already happened in the realm of the National Football League. Three games on Thursday. Great day of football, by the way. Great day of football. 
Gotta scroll back down to my area here. I'm way off. Yeah. Bill's barely getting it done in Detroit against the Lions. Cowboys holding the Giants off. Vikings holding the Pats off. Three really good football games. Vikings, the only team that covered. Cowboys would have covered. But uh, Giants got a garbage touchdown at the end. Bills, look, there were a lot of times during that Bills-Lions game when you had to think that the the Lions were going to win. The excitement inside that stadium was amazing. It was electric in there. Ford Field was about to blow up. Lions are on a bit of a surge. They're playing really well. They love playing for Dan Campbell. Uh, Jared Goff is holding, holding things together. They got a great running game. Defensively, they're doing great. I like that rook, Aiden Hutchinson. He looks really good. I don't want to say it, but there might be a future in this for the Detroit Lions after all. They might be onto something. Falling to Buffalo, nonetheless, 28-25, a three-point loss. You got to feel good about, about giving Buffalo all they can handle. You got to feel good about that. I still think the Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the NFC. That's hard to say. They are coming up on the cold schedule. But uh, the 9-1 Eagles, I'm a, I'm, look, I'm a fan. I've got no problem with the Eagles. But that 9-1, to me, Dallas is 8-3, looks a lot better. Not sold on the Giants, won't ever be. Finally starting to come around, even though they're only 6-4 on the 49ers. But I do think Dallas is the best team in the NFC. That would be, if I had to pick a team now to go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC, it would be the Dallas Cowboys. And it's always going to be the Chiefs out of the AFC. Nonetheless, big day today. No buys this week. Lots of football. The Texans head to Miami where they are huge underdogs. Can't even bet this game. You cannot bet minus 14 in the NFL. You can't. And the Texans have surprised some people. But you can't bet minus 14 in the NFL. You can't do it. I don't care how good Miami is. I don't care how good they look. I don't care what place they're in. None of it matters. You can't bet Miami at minus 14. They are at home. But I have a lot of trouble betting Miami at minus 14. They may win by 30. But I stayed away from that game. Houston, Miami, 1 o'clock today. We'll see what's happening. Look, that AFC East is thick. Buffalo back in first place at eight and three. The Dolphins right behind him at seven and three. Half a game out. I got a feeling they're going to beat Houston today. So be the Dolphins back atop with a tiebreaker over the Bills. Let's see what this Jets team does today. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's see what this Jets team does today, though. That AFC East may get crazy. Bengals, Titans, depending on which Colts scenario you like better, whether it's the division or the uh, wild card, which to me it's the wild card. Bengals, Titans, Tennessee plus one at home to Cincinnati. I had to pick Tennessee plus one at home. I think they're hard to beat. And I like I said, haven't been sold on the Bengals' performances this year. Tennessee's hard to beat. That's a that's a pick 'em. 
you might as well just bet the money, pick the money line. The problem is it might as well be a pick them because the money line and Tennessee plus one had the exact same odds. So it's a pick them. Tennessee's at home. And uh, like I said, for the Colts wild card scenario, if that's a playoff scenario you're choosing to look forward to, we need that uh, Bengals L. We need the Jets L. We need the Chargers L. So, yeah, Bengals Titans. That should be a good one. Joe Burrow heading to Nashville. Broncos Panthers, hardest game to bet. Had to bet it. Broncos are a plus one on the road. Carolina. I think Carolina is just a little bit better. Sam Darnold makes his return to the starting lineup today. It's a scary bet. It's a scary bet, but the Broncos are just really awful. I took Carolina. Money line is also a pick em. It was actually a pick em. But uh, that that switch to a pick em, they aren't plus one anymore at home. That switch to a pick em. Chicago and the Jets. This is interesting. Because I don't think the Jets are any good. I know they're in the thick of that AFC East race, and I know what it looks like, but I don't think the Jets are any good. I've been wrong about a lot of things before. A lot. My my fantasy football team is 2-8-1. Okay? I've been wrong about a lot. But I don't think this Jets team is any good. They're sitting last week at six and three before the loss to uh, to New England. I don't think they're any good. I'll just get that out there now. I think they can be. I don't know about their head coach. Zach Wilson's got a ton of upside. He's got to learn to be a leader, but he's got a ton of upside. Talented kid, but I'm not sold that this Jets team's any good. I think the Bears go in. And, I think the Bears can go win. I had to take them at plus six and a half. That was an easy bet. They're in New York today, but I had to take Bears plus six and a half today. I'm a big fan of Justin Fields. I hope everything's okay with the shoulder. I know he's listed as questionable. He's going to play. I had to take Bears plus six and a half. Falcons commanders stayed away from this one. Washington minus four at home to Atlanta. But, man, you've just seen Atlanta be exciting all year. That team's a, a heavily overachieving. Heavily overachieving. Washington at six and five. They look like they're still in a race for something, but they're not. Um, Atlanta looks like they're still in a race for the NFC South. But again, I don't think they are. But the Falcons heading to Washington today. They are four point underdogs. And and I, I got I got nothing. I got nothing. Who knows what you're gonna fucking see. Washington might be. Is there was there a notice that Justin Fields is out? Did I get a live update there? Last I saw, he was questionable. If Justin Fields is out, that changes everything. Ruled out with shoulder issue. Ah, see, look at that, live on the podcast. Live on the podcast, Trevor Simeon will start in place of Justin Fields. All I can say about that is, well, fuck. I still don't think the Jets are any good. 
But I doubt I'd have been, I doubt I'd have done anything with that game without that information. I, I thought for sure Fields was going to play today. He's a legs guy, man. He's a legs guy. They have been getting his head rocked, though. They have been getting his head rocked. Mahomes and Chiefs Kingdom are winning the day. Well, yeah, you play the Raiders. You should win. In fact, if you don't win, I'm going to be really upset. Justin Fields ruled out. I have just been notified today. So that's not good. It's not good for the Bears. But again, I don't think the Jets are any good. Bears plus six and a half. I'm sticking with it, A, because I have to, and B, because I have to. Tampa Bay at Cleveland today. Tampa Bay is a three-point favorite. They are going to win by more than three. Assuming, assuming Tampa Tom is back. A little bit of a rough patch there this year, Tommy. I think the Bucks are good, though. I don't think there was ever a question they were going to win the South. This might be like a like a Tom Brady just like taking it easy midseason because he's like, do I have to do this right now? Or can we just wait until the end, get hot then, and make some kind of playoff run? Because that's what's going to happen. Like everyone knows that. The Buccaneers are going to make the playoffs, and all of a sudden, you know, they got Tom Brady. They got the GOAT. He's been here. Bucks go deep. Bucks Cowboys NFC Championship game. I could see it. I could totally see that. Ravens Jaguars. What what Baltimore team are we getting today? I mean, that's the, that's the question. What Baltimore team are we getting today? How healthy is Mark Andrews? really hard to do this when you don't have a lot of time to prepare. But how healthy is how healthy is Mark Andrews? That's a big question. How much are they going to use him? Got Isaiah likely is inactive today. So I hope Andrews is really healthy. Kyle Hamilton, Mike Davis, Josh Bynes. <sighs> yeah. I mean, you you should you basically got Baltimore at mostly full strength. No reason they can't go to Jacksonville and beat this team by ten. Couple scores. They're minus three and a half favorites. That's an easy pick for me for Baltimore on the on, or against the spread. Hey, easy enough. Raiders Seahawks Seattle. <laughs> I've never, I've never, up to this point. Picked Seattle, like, with confidence. Picked them with actual confidence, and that might be bad for the Seahawks. Usually when I do that, usually when I'm like, all right, it's time to go play, like, it's time to, let's, let's just, this, this, they've been doing it all year, let's go. That's when they fuck it up. But Seattle, four-point favorites against the Raiders at home today. It's got to be a stomping. It's got to be a stomping. Chargers, Cardinals. For them uh, Colts wild card playoff scenarios, you kind of want to see the Chargers just lose. Uh, Arizona's just not that good. They're not that good. Toss up. But in Arizona, Chargers two and a half point favorites. Should be a good game, nonetheless. Saints 49ers. 
Have we seen this before? I mean, are we just ready to? I've said it all year that I wasn't sold on the 49ers. And now that they're six and four, I like the 49ers all of a sudden. I feel like they're fitting McCaffrey into the game plan very well. This Niners team could be dangerous, could make a run. In New Orleans today, the Niners are nine-point favorites. On the road, they're nine-point favorites. It's very telling. Rams, Chiefs. You know what? This is another big number. Like, Chiefs are 15-and-a-half-point favorites today at home against the Rams, who have not been good. Cooper Cup's done. 15-and-a-half is a big number. And I know I said this a second ago, Isaac, but uh, Chiefs' kingdom hasn't exactly been the most consistent. They'll come out and then just beat the dog shit out of somebody, the 49ers, for example. And then they'll struggle with a team like Tennessee, who has a good running game. They'll struggle with a team like Indianapolis, who has a particular in spots good defense. So 15 and a half is a big number for me, but I do think the Chiefs roll today. But, I mean, even if the Chiefs roll, you can win a game by two touchdowns and still not cover 15 and a half. Hard to do. Hard to do. Sunday night football, Green Bay Packers, Philadelphia Eagles. I think this is a great game to see Philly in. I'm excited to see Philly in this game. Because while Green Bay has not been great, they are good. They can beat anybody. They're four and seven. It's not been great, but they are good. They can beat anybody. Philly just struggled with the Colts last week and lost to the Commanders the week before. The Packers are beyond the point of looking for opportunities to, to climb back into that division. Minnesota, although not great at 9-2, and two, too far ahead of Green Bay for Green Bay to be focused at all in this division. These wins, these conference wins, if you can go in and you can beat the Eagles in Philadelphia, it could be real hard to do. Philly's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. But if you can do that, you kind of set yourself in there for that end-of-the-year wild-card push. Green Bay and Philly, I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I'm excited. I don't think we got a blowout of any sorts coming. I don't think it's anything like that. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be blast. Sunday night, can't wait. I always just watch the Sunday night game. I always get the opportunity to watch Sunday night football. And tonight I'm excited about this one. So, we come to Monday night. We come to Colts Steelers. We come to, did I say Raiders? Because I thought I said Rams. L.A. We all make mistakes. Yes, they are playing the Rams. 15 and a half point favorites. That's too much. That's too big of a number. I do think they roll, though. Colts, Steelers, Monday Night Football, Defoe, questionable. Did fully practice on Saturday. 
Kylan Granson hasn't practiced all week. Questionable. Ryan Kelly, full practice. Doesn't even have a status listed. We'll see. We'll see Ryan Kelly on the field. Quiddy Pay didn't practice all week. Questionable. I'd love to see Quiddy, but I doubt we do. Um, Gakwe is questionable. He did not practice on Saturday. He was limited on Friday and did not practice on Saturday. So, Zaire Franklin didn't practice on Saturday with an illness. I still think he'll be on the field today. I haven't haven't uh, heard otherwise. But, uh, yeah, Monday Night Football, Colts Steelers. <laughs> We're two-and-a-half-point favorites. And, again, like I said, I laid out the blueprint for a Colts playoff. And, if, like I said, if you want the wild card path, root for the root for the uh, Titans and the Bears today. If you want the wild card path, Titans, Bears, Cardinals. So the Titans, Bears, and Cardinals all win, and the Colts win. We're right there in the hunt, baby. Then next week, you need the Bills, Vikings, and the Raiders, and the Chiefs to win. And then we figure out a way to beat Dallas. You can do all that. Now you're up. Now you're now you're doing it. Now you're firing on cylinders. Now you got things going. It's a lot to ask. Dallas is going to be a tall task. They looked awful good against the Giants. I think good defense wins. See if I missed any other announcements. I don't want that. Struggling over here. This is what happens when you when you when you don't have a lot of time to prepare. This is what happens when like I said, oh my God. Come on. When you don't have a whole lot of time to prepare to prepare for a show, you get the betting lines, and then that's it. So I've got the betting lines. Like I said, Colts two-and-a-half-point favorites. I like that. I, I like the Colts to win Monday night. I don't generally bet on the Colts, but take that for what you will. Colts two-and-a-half-point favorites. A lot of people think the Steelers are going to win. If you think the Steelers are going to win, the money line then is the play. Struggling. I try to hide my struggle from you guys, but the reality is there's cameras in here. You can see the whole damn thing. Either way, going to be an exciting week of NFL football. Um, that's what I was looking for. Over under 39 and a half. Colts unders are easy to bet. They average 15 and a half points a game. I did see... The Colts get a first quarter score, a first a first drive score for the first time all year against uh, against Philadelphia. So there's that touchdown in the first quarter, like all kinds of things. So there were positives when you look at this 
at this Colts blueprint for the playoffs. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, what do you actually think? I said, what do you mean? They said, what do you actually think? Like, you're really positive on the podcast. And again, today's been kind of a shit show, so I apologize for that. But they said, you're really positive on the podcast, but what do you actually think? Do we actually have a chance? I said, no. <laughs> not, not right away. You got to do a lot of things right. You got to start doing them really quick. The last drive of the Eagles game was hard to watch because, like I said, it exemplified everything that the Colts have struggled with this year. It was everything. It was left tackles getting ran over like they weren't even fucking there. It was Matt Ryan running for his life. When all you had to do was go down and get a field goal, and they tried. Look, the play calling was there. They tried. They weren't They weren't just going to hand the ball off and and, and and let one guy carry us. They were going to force Philadelphia to beat them, and they fucking did because we can't block anyone. And people are like, well, Jonathan Taylor's having a down year. Jonathan Taylor's probably fine. We can't block anyone. And what I said was, it's weird for that to be your problem when that's the the last thing you came into the season worried about was your offensive line. You thought, all right, they've paid the money. They've paid the money. They've got these guys locked in. They're here to stay. Let's let's go. We got protection. This is the last problem that we would have expected to have as fans, as people who have been around the team. Like it it was hard. It's it's hard to accept that there might have been some things overlooked. And a lot of people blame Chris Ballard. I, I only I only blame Chris Ballard for letting Mark Lewinsky go. There's a reason those guys up front are paid. Ryan Kelly's a perennial pro bowler. Quentin Nelson's a perennial all pro. Braden Smith's really good. But they haven't been that this year. The tackle, the left tackle play, has has killed. Pryor was bad. Raymond can't get off, get off, get out of his stance without without getting called for a penalty. Some of these guys are bringing in Will Fries. It's been rough. It's been really rough. So yeah, when you struggle with that, when you struggle to block, when you struggle to protect, there's, there's just, you're, you're you're done. You're done. You're hit. I don't care who it is. I had to stop reading the the fan groups for a while because I got tired of hearing about how we should have stuck with Sam. I got tired of hearing that. The best chance to win, where's number two? And if we can protect him for an inkling of something, think about this. We think our receivers are really good. They're not. Paris Campbell is fast and runs good routes. They they all have good hands. But we don't have a threat downfield. And we don't. We don't have a threat. But but people think we do. 
especially Colts fans, think we have this receiving core that provides this downfield threat. When you line up, no matter what down it is, and you're facing eight-man boxes, ain't nobody scared of your fucking passing game. Period. They don't go into nickel. They don't have to. You very rarely see five defensive backs on the field against the Colts. Unless it's third and fucking 30. They don't go into nickel. They don't have to. We don't have our, our best receiving threats that are consistent threats are our tight ends. Kylan Granson seems to have developed a rapport with Matt Ryan. That's huge. It's important. I think Jelani Woods long-term is going to be really good. Got to win the health game. Kylan this week, got to win the health game. Do I think Michael Pittman Jr. is a legitimate number one in the NFL? No. On some teams, he's a number three. Is Paris Campbell a legit number two? Maybe. Maybe. He needs help. He needs help of a, a solid guy on the other side of the field. I... <laughs> Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be the guy that draws your best corner. He's going to draw your best coverage. That's the perception is that he's the biggest threat. It should let Paris Campbell roam free. And, and it probably does, but it's just not that good. And I'm sorry. Our number three is Ashton Doolin, Alec Pierce. I think Pierce has really good hands. He's exciting to watch. He's got a shot. He's got a shot. I like Alec Pierce. That dude, that dude balls. Once Michael Pittman Jr. gets the ball in his hands, he runs very hard. And again, these aren't personal knocks on these guys. I don't like to say negative things. I really don't. But when you can't block anyway, then your receiving core is not that good. And you can you can pin that one on Ballard a little bit. They should have went after a free agent. There were guys out there. There were guys out there that they should have went after to beef up that receiving core. I I I I agree with that hundred percent. That can be you can use that as a knock on Ballard. The quarterback carousel, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear anybody tell me that they've made all these massive mistakes at the quarterback position. You didn't have a choice. You didn't have a choice. The perception was the rest of our roster was championship ready, competitive window ready. You can't fucking put Chad Kelly or Sam Ellinger, or who's the fucking backup last year? Not even uh, Jacoby Brissett. Not last year, but you know what I mean? Like, you got to go get a guy. You got to go get a guy. 
they have missed. They've missed. They missed really bad with Carson Wentz. That was Frank Reich's fault. They had a relationship. In theory, it should have been a positive thing. Carson wasn't very good. But uh, I'm done rating on the Colts. Done rating on the Colts. I'm done being unprepared for podcasts. (laughs) Unprepared. I'll tell you what I was most prepared to talk about was the World Cup. Because I'm a big fan. All right. I I I love this shit. Um uh, I like soccer anyway. But I I could watch. I could watch the World Cup. I wish it was just always going on. I hate that it's only every couple years. Get the women here in a couple years. The women's national team always really good. But this team USA men's national team, talented group. Okay, super talented group. I want to see what they got. I want to see a win against Iran. Let's move on into that uh, bracket round of 16 phase. I believe if they get past Iran on Tuesday, they would play then again on Saturday at 10 or 2. Let's go. All right. Let's go. There we are. That's what I'm looking for. But like I said, England with four points. Um, it looks to me like England has clinched because Iran and the United States play each other. They can't both get they they can't both pass England. One of them can. But they can't both pass England. Because they play each other. So. Nobody's eliminated yet, though. I think Wales needs a win. Wales isn't eliminated. I thought they were, but they're not. Wales needs a win. And then I ran in the U.S. to draw. And then it'll come down to goal differential, which Wales and Iran are both tied. So, wow. Yeah, I guess Wales not eliminated yet. They need a win against England, though. So, that's the World Cup, man. I'm excited. I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get off here. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my take my job and, and shove it. <laughs> that was stupid. God, I'm so glad I can edit things. I'm so fucking awkward. This has been the Sean B. Show. I am getting out of here. You know, you walk in here tired and not prepared, and then you ramble, and then you look down at the clock, and you're like, man, I couldn't even make it an hour. But big day in football. Can't wait to watch the NFL. Uh, like I said, go Bears. That's that's. I'm rooting for the Bears today. I want the Bears to win. Um, I want the I want the Titans to win, kind of. I don't care. I just hope that's a good game because that's the game we're getting here in Indy area. Then, of course, tomorrow night, Pittsburgh at Indy. Let's go. Guys, it's been the Sean B. Show. I will see you all on Tuesday. Okay? Goodbye.